1: Good morning, good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And we're going to have so much fun today and learn so much from one of the big people in the industry. Absolutely love this. Welcome to Brian Basilico. Hey,
0: Deb. How are you doing today?
1: Not bad. You know, it is a gorgeous day here in Atlanta, but you know, it's usually gorgeous days here in Atlanta.
0: Mm hmm. Chicago gets iffy. That's all I'm going to say. This
1: is true. (laughs) You know, there are certain times of year where I was in Chicago one time in January and thought, not going back. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But in the summer,
0: it's beautiful. You know, It
1: is. It's gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. So let me tell folks just a little bit about you. Mm -hmm. So Brian Basilico is an internationally recognized, award-winning, best-selling author of It's Not About You. It's About Bacon, Relationship Marketing in a Social Media World. Brian is a speaker, trainer, adjunct professor, and brings over 35 years of marketing experience to his award-winning internet marketing company, B2B Interactive Marketing, Inc. Brian is a syndicated blogger and a sought-after guest expert featured in Entrepreneur and Inc., magazines, articles, radio shows, and podcasts. So again, Brian, welcome. Well,
0: thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Well, you know, like I said, we're going to have so much fun, but let's talk about the book. Sure. And first of all, Bacon. What the heck is up with Bacon?
0: Okay, well, let me explain. The, the title of the book originally was, uh, It's Not About You, It's About Relationship Marketing in a Social Media World, as I started working yeah. on it. And when I first started writing the book, I was writing a how-to book on social media. Three months into the writing process, I realized that half of what I had out there was obsolete, so I changed my mind and went back and rewrote as a why-to book. It's why do you need to use social media? Mm-hmm. And so I was in a conference in 2012 at L.A. I was speaking with some friends of mine who are longtime clients and friends, uh, George Georgian Bender, Rich Kaiser, and uh, we were speaking at the Craft and Hobby Association annual conference out in L.A., and so Georgianne stands up and she, she says – she goes on Twitter and she says, well, I'm going to say we're speaking at C-H-A-L-A 2012, hashtag bacon, and I'm going to get 10 new followers by the time we're done with this hour presentation. And I went, what? <laughs> so she was completely wrong. Uh, when we were done, she had 20 new followers. and I Just because of bacon. Just hashtag bacon on Twitter. And I'm going, okay, what's with the bacon? I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of networking, and it's usually in the morning. And mm-hmm. uh, I do it locally, you know, different groups, and I speak and all those things. And I was decided to take pictures of bacon, and I so I started taking pictures of bacon and putting it up on Facebook. And my friends started mm-hmm. coming back and saying, "Dude, do you have a prepaid plan with your cardiologist?" <laughs> and I went, "Okay, what you guys don't understand, this is OPB, which is other people's other
1: people's bacon, bacon? exactly."
0: <laughs> so I was taking all these pictures of bacon, and it it exploded. Um, people started posting like pictures of their bacon and, you know, turkeys wrapped in bacon and things made Mm -hmm. out of bacon and it just kept going and going and going. Uh, Mm -hmm. and it just, it really turned into a great brand. So I was sitting down with a client and I, you know, said, Hey, you know, I'm writing this book, blah, blah, blah. and, And I told her the title and she goes, no. It's not about you, it's about bacon. And I went, Oh my God, you are so right. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's that's how the whole thing started. And now it's turned into such a brand um that every time I speak, I have to have bacon. I have to serve mm-hmm. bacon when I speak. Um, you know, when I'm uh at conferences and stuff like that, it's like I was at one conference in LA, or excuse me, in, in Atlanta, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And what I did is I was speaking to a room full of people at a conference. And I hired a chef to come in and cook bacon live in the back of the room before I started, Ooh. and the Ooh. whole place went nuts. I mean, it like I people were like coming, like where is that coming from? And then come in the room, they grab a piece and they run out. And one of the other speakers who was speaking at the same time in a different room actually ordered bacon so he could pass it out to his people, <laughs> and it just has turned into such a great branding thing. And that's really what it's all about. Because relationship marketing is about who you are and what is your brand. How do people remember you? How do you stay Mm -hmm. top of mind? How do you get people to know, like, and trust you? And that's Mm -hmm. what the bacon's about.
1: Right. Well, and one of the things that you talk about in the book is bacon is one of those topics that except for people who are vegans or vegetarians Mm – you know, we all kind of like bacon. It's, it's the anti-politics. It's the anti-religion. It's, you know, one of those things that everybody can kind of relate to. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: And I've actually, I had a lady come up to me one time and, uh, you know, I had my book out and I gave a speech and she walks up to me and she just looks me in the eye and she goes, I am offended by the title of your book.
1: Oh no. And I
0: looked at her and I said, ma'am, Every single day, millions of vegetables are sacrificed for salads. Can we please stop the madness? <laughs> she just walked away in a huff.
1: <laughs> so clearly, she was the little one percent who wasn't going to get it. exactly. <laughs> right, you know, and and but it it's funny because you know it, it is catchy, and you've got baconisms in the book, mm-hmm. which I thought were very cute. Thank you. But as you mentioned, it's it's about the brand. Right. And I think with so many businesses, whether it's an established business or a brand new business or the oh gee, I think I might want to type of business, they forget that they have to have that brand. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're you're not just a social media expert. You are a marketing expert, which I love because it all does have to tie together. Oh yeah. You, know, you can't have one without the other. But talk about the importance of branding and really What that is and and what it means to somebody.
0: Well, you know, branding is so incredibly important because you need to stand out from the crowd. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, let's face it. In the social media world, there are a million social media experts. And, you know, they all have their place and that's fine. But Mm -hmm. the key thing is, is, like, how do you stand out? And it's no different in the local market with a plumber or Mm -hmm. with a designer, you know, a home Mm -hmm. designer, a stager, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, no matter what your business is, you have to have something that differentiates you from the rest of the crowd. And Mm -hmm. that brand is so broad. I mean, the, the, when I say broad, a lot of people, when you say brand, they think of logos, right? That's not, a.
1: or or just do it or the the slogans, you know, things like that.
0: Exactly. I mean, that is part of a brand, but that not, that is not just a brand. Um, Mm -hmm. The brand is everything from customer service, from look and feel and quality of your products and services, Um, Mm -hmm. the way that you communicate, um, the look and feel of every print letter that you put out there, your website, uh, Mm -hmm. the tone of your communications. I mean, all of those things are incredibly important. And of course, you know, one Mm -hmm. of the most iconic brands is Apple. And, you know, Apple's whole concept is think different. And that's exactly what they do is they... Everything that you immerse yourself in with any Apple product is really more about the why you're using it versus the how or the um, the what, you know, it's really Mm -hmm. about the experience. And and that's one of the things that people have to understand is that it's all encompassing. If you, if you really understand the why behind what you do, then you can explain that to people through your brand.
1: Mm hmm. And you're so right that it is so many things. You know, I think people forget that it is about things like customer service. You know, maybe it's a restaurant and they serve absolutely fabulous food. And yes, I must, you can tell that it's close to mealtime. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, but if they have horrible customer service or if you have to wait forever to get in or, heaven forbid, it's not clean, all of those things do tie into the brand. And so it doesn't matter how fabulous the food is if all of those other things aren't, you know, just a hundred percent also. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think that's where sometimes, especially a small business owner gets caught up or, or stumbles, you know, because they, they do think, well, I've got this fabulous product and, and I don't need, oh, say a good website or printed collateral, or even to think through what's my process, Um, you know, and, 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 and especially solopreneurs and, and, you know, single and, and, very small places customer service tends to completely get forgotten for them. Um and they, you know, that is something that is, you know, to me it's the do they return phone calls on time? Do they respond to email messages? What is their follow-up afterwards? You know, all of those things really do tie into it.
0: Mhm. No, absolutely. And and you know, that that is part of the brand. One of the things that uh I talk about a lot is you need to be where your customers want you to be, you know. Mm-hmm. And so If your customers are on Facebook, you need to be on Facebook, and you need to respond to their messages. There could be good messages, there could be bad messages, but you need Mm -hmm. to be there. If they're on Twitter, if they're on Pinterest, Google Plus, Periscope, you know, it's like whatever. You need Mm -hmm. to be where your audience wants you to be, and Mm -hmm. you need to be able to respond to them.
1: Mm hmm. And, you know, it, we're social media people. It might be that they're not on social media, you know, depending on who they are, what their demographics are, all those various things. And it's it's funny because people will tell me, well, I have to be on Facebook because Facebook is where everybody is. And I say, but are your customers there? And they look at me like, uh, what language did you just speak in? Right. <laughs> yeah. And and then they say, but how do I know? And I say, you ask.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, a story that I use to illustrate this um, in a lot of my speeches that I give, and um, before I got my iPhone 6, my wife had a rotary dial cell phone, and she would call and leave the kids' messages, and mm-hmm. they would never call back. Now, we got older kids. Um, you know, mm-hmm. They would never call back. So mm-hmm. when I got my iPhone 6, I gave her my iPhone 5, and I showed her Siri, where she could actually hit the button and say, text Timmy, hello, are you there? And then 30 seconds mm-hmm. later or 10 seconds or even two seconds, boom, he answers back. Mm-hmm. And so it's a perfect example of if you want to reach the kids, you need to reach them the way they want to be related to, which mm-hmm. is through text right. that's the way they do right. it, and it's the same with your customers, so you've got to ask them and that's you know one of the first things I ask all of my customers is like okay where where do you want to communicate? you know mm-hmm. do you want to be on Facebook? do you want to be on LinkedIn? Do you want to be on Twitter? um do you want to do text? do you want to do email? do you want phone calls because that's the key is you have to answer mm-hmm. to the way that they want to communicate
1: mm-hmm well, one of the things you talk about in your book is is, you know, knowing your target market, but also realizing you might have more than one. Right. And you might have to communicate with them differently. Um, So talk to us a little bit about that, because we get stuck in that. Well, my target market is women age 25 to 45, you know, and, and we totally forget that there's men, that there's youngsters, you know, oldsters, all of those things. So how do you kind of deal with those different types of of audiences that you're trying to reach. Well, that's,
0: you know, that's a very common mistake that people make when they're trying to market. What they try to do, and I I know you've seen this website that tries to serve every one of them, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's like you go to that website and it's like, okay, what do I do? Where do I go? A Mm -hmm. perfect example of this is a client that I'm working with. And she had a SEO company working with her, charging her $1,800 a month to do Mm -hmm. SEO, And she was getting zero business. So, yeah, we sat down and we talked. And, you know, I finally said, okay, well, let me take a look behind the curtain. I went and looked behind the curtain. There was no SEO on the site and they weren't doing anything. All they were doing was posting to Facebook. Oh,
1: and charging a lot of money. A lot of money.
0: And one of the problems was is that she didn't realize that she had three different audiences. Actually, Mm -hmm. she has four different audiences. Mm -hmm. Uh, What she does is she does real estate for seniors who are moving from their current homes into whatever assisted living facility or wherever their next place is going to be. Okay. So she's a realtor, but she also does a lot of other services. I mean, she, she will help with moving, packing, estate Ah. sales, um, Mm -hmm. you know, hires handymen to come in and clean up things that have been neglected over the years. um, Mm -hmm. You know, takes care, Uh, connects people up with wills and trusts or whatever it is that they need to kind of move forward in this stuff. Now that Mm -hmm. one audience actually has two separate audiences. It's mm-hmm. the kids of the parents and the parents themselves. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then mixed in there, she was trying to communicate with the facilities that these people would move into, you know, the senior ah. living facility. Mm-hmm. Right. Then mm-hmm. mixed on top of that, she had another group of people that she was trying to talk to is trying to get realtors to come on board and use her system so that oh, she okay. could promote that. Mm-hmm. All of that was melded into one website. And and one message. And when you got to the website, it's like, okay, where do I go? What do I want? You know, it's like Mm -hmm. it's like you're expecting everybody to say, oh, I'm a realtor. I'm going to click on this and I'm going to go here. You know, it's like if the message wasn't incredibly clear, which it wasn't, um, Mm -hmm. you're just going to confuse people and they're going to go, okay, that wasn't for me. And they leave. So what we did is we actually took the website and split it into three separate websites with three separate URLs, 100 percent focused on the family. 100% 100% mm-hmm. focused on the facility and 100% focused on realtors. And then each one of those has their own branded messages, blogs, you know, mm-hmm. things that are geared towards each one of those groups. And so mm-hmm. the key thing about your target market is you have to understand you know, where they are and how to communicate with them and what they want. Now, in the case mm-hmm. of, let's say, a nonprofit, nonprofits are a great example of this. And I work with a lot of them. And nonprofits have multiple audiences. You have mm-hmm. the donors, which tend mm-hmm. to be a little bit more affluent, and they are probably not going to respond to a text or a Periscope. What they want right. is they want a print newsletter mm-hmm. sent to them four times a year that says, mm-hmm. I donated this money last December. What have you mm-hmm. done with my money? Show me some right. success stories.
1: And then they want that annual report that has their name in it so their friends can see it.
0: Exactly. So that's the, you know, so that's the one group. Then you mm-hmm. have the volunteers, which tend to be 20-something. Now, you're Mm -hmm. not going to send them a print newsletter. What you're going to do is you're actually going to text them and say, hey, we have an event happening over here at the the homeless shelter. And if you come for 20 minutes and help us clean up, we'll give you a free T-shirt. And what they'll do is they'll text their friends, hey, dude, I'm going over to the homeless shelter. I'm going to clean up the yard and they're going to give us a free T-shirt. Let's do that and go out and get a beer afterwards. And you text them. Mm -hmm. You don't text them a month in advance. You text them two weeks in advance and then retext them the day before and the day of. And so mm-hmm. you have to have a plan for that group. And then the mm-hmm. final group that you have in the nonprofit world is those you serve. How do you right. reach the people that you're trying to serve? If it's a home mm-hmm. shelter, I mean, you're not going to text them because chances are they don't have a cell phone, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So you have to figure out each one of those audiences and have a plan for each one and have a system in place for each one so mm-hmm. that you're communicating with the right audience the way they want to be communicated to.
1: Right. And, and it seems like it's a lot more work. And actually, it initially is. But if it helps in the long run, you know, that's, that's the the definite benefit to that. And, you know, I've seen so many people who have tried to, you know, hit the fly with the shotgun and then they don't understand why nothing works. You know, one of my favorite examples that I've used in the past is, you know, I was at a networking thing and, and, you know, we, we ran around and everybody gave their little 30 second spiel and this very nice woman stood up and said, you know, that she sold skincare products and that was it. Mm -hmm. And we all went. Right. You know, for the life of us, none of us could think of somebody who had skin. I mean, you know, <laughs> and you know, and, and, and that really was it because it was just so broad that we were perplexed. And, and so we worked with her and got her to fine tune it to she sold skincare products for boys that were 16 to 18 who had acne. And lo and behold, everybody knew at least one person that they could send to her, if not more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it wasn't that she was, you know, yes, she had to work harder to kind of develop those messages. But then she made it easier for us to help her. And I think that's sometimes where businesses get caught is, you know, if if you can't make it easy for me to tell somebody about you, then I'm not going to tell somebody about right.
0: you. Right. And, and, and that brings into a lot of other, you know, things. I mean, the 30 second elevator speech and. You know, I, some of the networking groups I belong to actually have formulas, and the formula mm-hmm. is: is tell us who you are, tell us what you do, tell us who your perfect customer is, um, mm-hmm. give an example of a success story, remind us who you are, and then give us a tagline. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just really depends on you know what kind of opportunity you have. If you got a minute right. or 30 seconds, but you need mm-hmm. to be prepared to say, you know, what is it that you specifically do for people. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's and, and maybe that's a good exercise for any small business person to do. And I don't know about you, but I, I work with coaches, meaning that I have mm-hmm. my own coaches and I coach other yes. people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So one of the things that one of my coaches had me do was create a um, basically a vision speech. And the vision mm-hmm. speech is this is Brian Basilico is an internationally recognized author and expert who helps companies build and maintain powerful social networks that measurably increase sales. So it's, it's real, you know, there's credibility, it's what Mm -hmm. I do and what's the outcome for the end user. And that, that is so important.
1: And there's very specific terms in there, you know, measurable. Okay. We like that. Mm-hmm. I want to know that the money I spent with you, I'm going to be able to figure out where it went. Um, you know, and, and yeah, that's, that is something that people need to practice on. And, you know, I always feel bad for the people at networking things where they get up and they read it, but you know what, that's better than if they get up and go, Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yep. Um, you know, we've talked about the fact that you have been in marketing for 35 years, right. which means you you started when you were 10, uh-huh, you know, exactly. um, <laughs> but, you know, and, and it's funny because a lot of us really did start when we were very young. We didn't know we were marketing, but we had lemonade stands and we had, you know, all of those various things. But it, what has happened with, you know, people like you, people like me, we've seen a lot of changes and, you know, it's, it's one of those cool things that, You know, it's it's to see that evolution, but stuff that worked 20 years ago hasn't gone away. So talk to us about how there really is this great mix of different things that you need to be doing.
0: Well, you know, let's let's get down to brass tacks. When I was like seven years old, six years old, Mm -hmm. um, there was this thing. I lived in New York at the time. And for muscular dystrophy, McDonald's gave kids a basically they could hold a carnival in their backyard. Mm -hmm. And they could invite their friends over and they gave you games. They gave you all the stuff and the kids would pay to do these things and you'd raise money and you'd bring it back into McDonald's and you'd get a free hamburger. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. you weren't getting a lot for it, but it was all marketing back then. It was how do you get your friends in? How do you set up the games? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you do those things? So um, my history goes back the first real business I started. I was 18 years old and Mm -hmm. it was in my dad's basement. And Mm -hmm. back then there was no such thing as desktop publishing. So, what I did is i would i had an Atari four hundred and I would actually write up articles on how to record commercials or how to do these things and I would type them up on the Atari Atari four hundred and I would literally take the pieces of paper that I printed and take a scissors and cut them and paste them onto a eleven by seventeen piece of paper so that mm-hmm. it looked like a newsletter and then I took it to a printer and had it printed. And then cool. actually mailed it out. And I had uh-huh. graphics and things that I did. And I changed all those things. But I mean, literally was truly cut and paste, um, mm-hmm. you know. And so that communication of, of uh, getting the, the message out to my customer, customers kept me top of mind. Then I mm-hmm. went to work for AT&T. And I actually, I got a degree in electronics. That's where my degree is in. I was mm-hmm. hired to go in there and work in their video studio. And originally, I was hired to rewire the entire studio. After a while, my boss walks up to me and he says, what is your house worth? And I said about $40,000 at the time. And he said, OK, great, because I'm handing you a camera that you're going to put on your shoulder. It's it's basically twice the cost of your house. Don't drop. It. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine how quality video was back then because I was shaking right. like a leaf. But after uh-huh. a while, I got good at it. And then I started to learn how to edit and then to mm-hmm. produce videos. Uh, won some awards working with them, ended up leaving that company and started my own company called Sound Decisions, which was a recording studio. But we did Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of different things. We worked with major corporations like ConAgra Foods, Sears, Avon, Motorola, those kind of things. And we developed all different kinds of products. Avon, we did every audio cassette for every Avon lady across the United States. Mm -hmm. Motorola, we did their, um, we actually did Spanish translations for them so they could do training in Um, South America and McDonald's, Mm -hmm. we did their IVR, which is interactive voice response system for their healthcare. and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, ConAgra Foods. I mean, we did so many different things for them. So we did a whole bunch of different products working for large corporations. And I learned so much across the board there. Eventually, I sold that to another company uh, and I worked for them. And it was a a company that did CD-ROMs, websites, those kind of things and all, all kind of interactive marketing. I Mm -hmm. left there and went to work at Arthur Anderson, where we developed some really high-end training products using audio, video, interactive media, and those kind of things. Left there and went to work for an ad agency where I studied and worked on, you know, ad campaigns online, banner ads, Google, Google AdWords, uh, websites, and those kind of things, and eventually opened up this place. Now, Mm -hmm. the course of that, there's a lot of technology involved in that. I mean, I'm still an audio geek. I still do a podcast. I love video. Mm -hmm. But all of that technology… Is basically the media, you know, it's mm-hmm. the, it's the methodology it has never changed from the day when I was cutting and pasting to where we're at now. Mm-hmm. It's just the technology is different. Right. You know, the customer right. is the same, you know, and the message mm-hmm. that they want is the same.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's, it is still about crafting that good message that catches their attention. And, you know, the cool thing is you don't have the $80,000 camera that sits on your shoulder, you have an iPhone. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, and that's what makes it good for the small business owner for the entrepreneur, because they've got the tools, you know, to, to be able to do all of this stuff that really used to be completely out of their reach. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's one of the reasons why I really love social media. It does tend to kind of level that playing field. You know, you can and, and you know, we'll, we'll talk about quantity versus quality and things like that in a second. But, you know, you can you have the potential to reach just as many people, whether it's social media or your website, you know, as the big guys that are spending hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. And, and to me, that's what's very cool.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, you, the, the playing field is leveled. But still, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, like you said, it's really about crafting the message and having the time. I mean, that's one of, mm-hmm. the, you know, one of the biggest complaints I get from people is like, man, where do I find the time to do all this stuff? I can't be mm-hmm. on all these different things. Right. And It's really about just creating a system. You know, it's really mm-hmm. about understanding what you need to do. As a matter of fact, I did a, a podcast today. on um, My podcast is called Bacon Podcast, by the way. And ah. the podcast was on systematizing your marketing. And what Mm -hmm. I talked about was is I had a friend over to visit my dog. I don't know if you've seen Buddy Guy online or not.
2: I have. I have. So, Mm -hmm.
0: you know, he doesn't have his own page or anything like that, but he's just famous because he's a rescue dog and, you know, people Mm -hmm. love him and all that stuff. And she came over specifically just to meet him. And I asked her how her business was going. And she says, well, you know, it's kind of bad this month. And, you know, but the month before it was really kicking and I, I, you know, I knew the answer to the question, but I didn't say anything to her. But the answer was, is that last month you were so busy, you didn't market. Now this month you're marketing and you're not seeing anything. Right. And I, mm-hmm. I call that the cash flow roller coaster. It's like you mm-hmm. market when you're down and then, but it takes a month or two months for it to catch back up and then you get busy mm-hmm. and then you stop doing it. And then, you know, you keep going up and down and up and down. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, the key thing about all that is, you know, if you have a system in place, like, you know, when, when I do things, I mean, every single day I have a task that has to get done. It's a Mm -hmm. podcast, it's a a blog post, it's a, you know, another podcast, an email, whatever it is, but it Mm -hmm. is set in stone that every single day this has to get done. If, Mm -hmm. when I get customers to understand that and they do it religiously, all of a sudden they start to get off that roller coaster and say, holy crap, this works.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, in your book, you talk about the fact that you should market the most when you are the busiest. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Because that's when you're not busy is when people, you know, tend to say, oh my God, I need new customers. What do I do? How do I scramble? How do I get this done? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, that's when they panic. And unfortunately there is lag between, you know, marketing and, you know, results. It's just, Mm it's, uh, it's just the way it is.
1: Right. And when you're in that panic mode, you do things differently. Right. You know, your message, you might you might not have written it as well, you know, because, oh, my gosh, I have to send out an e-newsletter and I have to do it right away. And blah, 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 you know. Or that's when you start doing the half off. You know, you, you sound desperate. Right. So, you know, why would somebody want to come to you when you're desperate? You know, now, granted, they might get a better deal. But at the same point, it's like, mm, you know, I, I don't want to go to the grocery store that's only got half the shelf stocked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you
0: right. Know? You, you know, most people don't realize, unless they're conscious about it, that right now all the Christmas marketing is done. It's just waiting to be delivered, yep. you know? Oh, yeah. And, that's,
1: and it has been done since, like, April. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I've worked with large corporations that do that, that they actually have their entire Christmas plan set by July 1st. And then mm-hmm. all it is is just execution at that point.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and you mentioned, you know, having a schedule, having a set routine. You're a marketing person at heart. I'm a, a PR person at heart. And I tell people that's an easy way to simplify your social media Mm -hmm. because, you know, people are always coming up to, well, I don't know what to post. I don't know when to post. I do a little, you know, and and their little eyes cross and they just wander off. And I tell them, have an editorial calendar. Mm -hmm. You know, every Monday you're going to do, you know, your, your frequently asked question. Tuesday is a client testimonial Thursday, you know, all these things. And, and then I, I tell them, you'll know, also add in there that it's not just about business and you're, you know, in your book, you really emphasize the fact that it's not about you. Right. Um, it's about them. Right. And to me, it's also about the community. So, you know, maybe every Thursday, somebody posts about, uh, you know, a fall festival that's coming up and, you know, because that, leads into that whole relationship aspect. Mm-hmm. So why is building relationships so important when all we really want to do is make money?
0: Well, I mean, let's, let's put it to the brass tacks. I mean, relationships are the currency of business. Business yes. does not do business with other businesses.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There's never been a business that has written a P.O. There's mm-hmm. never been a business that's given a credit card number. It's always right. a person. So Mm -hmm. the thing that you have to do, and the whole process of all of this is what, you know, you've heard the know, like, and trust. But in the book, Mm -hmm. I really get down to brass tacks and and really Mm -hmm. define that out. Know is when we meet face-to-face. Or, you know, the conversation that we're having here right now, this is a no time. You're getting Mm -hmm. to know me. I'm getting to know you. We've Mm -hmm. just connected up on LinkedIn. I'm pretty sure we're connected up on Facebook. And as I start to Mm -hmm. see you pop up, I'm going to pay more attention to you because I know you now. That's where Mm -hmm. social media comes in. That's the like portion where you get to learn about buddy guy. You get to learn about golfing, you know, Mm -hmm. all of those things. And so it's really about, you know, building that bond. And then Mm -hmm. trust is where transactions happen. Now, trust happens in only two ways. And that is by giving, you know, over the top Baker's doesn't under promise over deliver type customer service or results or mm-hmm. through recommendations and testimonials or somebody mm-hmm. actually recommends you. Does anybody know a good PR person? Oh, I know Deb. She's fabulous. You know, so that's the no like and trust is so incredibly important. And that's that's what relationships are all about. I was speaking at mm-hmm. a conference yesterday of uh, primarily transportation companies. I mean, they're, they're CDL long, uh, long distance truckers, uh, oh, okay. you know, that kind of stuff. And they Mm -hmm. had a panel discussion and I was just blown away that the CEOs of these companies are sitting up there talking about relationships and social media and content marketing and all of these things. I mean, guys that are doing trucking understand that, you Mm -hmm. know, if they understand it, any small business should get it.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, and and it is really about building those relationships because, you know, even the, the great big, huge companies of the world build those relationships. They want you to come back. You know, you mentioned Apple. You talk about a company that develops devout followers oh, yeah. that will never ever go to another product, and they're a premium price. Oh yeah, you know it's and and that's what kind of has always amazed me about a company like Apple or you know something it, people people don't even care. You know they they know that they're getting that great product that great service. You know they can go to the Genius. store bar mm-hmm. store mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and, and get their questions answered. So, you know, it, it is, it's one of those things that when they've built that relationship, it, it exists. Now it's also pretty easy sometimes to damage that relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what happens if that happens to a business, you know, maybe they get some negative reviews online or, you know, and, and, and I've, I've seen this happen where they got negative reviews and it was the wrong business. Oh yeah. Um, what happens when things go south?
0: Well, here's the thing is that if you're not listening on all the different channels, you're never going to know what happens.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's one of the hardest things that you have to do is you've got to make sure that you're listening. I mean, Google alerts are one great way to do that, but you're not going to get a Google alert from a tweet, you know, so right. that's mm-hmm. so what you have to do is just basically hit it head on. I think in order to have integrity, if you truly did mess up, fess up to it and make the best possible right. outcome as, as you can, if you didn't mess mm-hmm. up then try to figure out a way to satisfy whatever that quandary is, you know, if, if you didn't do anything and, you know, it is the wrong company say, Hey, you know, I really appreciate the feedback, but um, you know, this is, this is B2B interactive marketing. This is not B2B Mm -hmm. internet marketing. That's a different Mm -hmm. company. So, you know um, if there's any way I can help you, let me know, Um, you Mm -hmm. know, take charge of the problem and do your Mm -hmm. best to solve it. You know, whether it's Mm -hmm. your problem or not.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and uh, there's there's such a thing i and i don't know if it's the right term or if I made up the term or whatever of having kind of that social currency mm-hmm. um, you know several years ago ten 12, maybe more than that I worked for the the big insurance company i n g and Ugh. a big part of, it was actually very fun i I'm I sure. liked it yeah but but it was big I mean at that point, they were about the seventh largest publicly held corporation in the world. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and and they obviously, it's an insurance company, you know, you've got all those issues that go around that. But we were very, very active in our community, you know, supporting uh, the Children's Hospital. They did uh, all sorts of events. One of the things that the employees loved, you know, it's all these actuaries and all these little mathematicians, was going to the local junior high schools and and serving as tutors and things like that. And we found, and of course, you know, my job was putting out the press releases and tooting our own horn. But we also found that then when something went wrong, we had all of these people who were already there ready to say, now, wait a minute, they're a great company. Mm -hmm. You know, and and so that was, was, you know, and and yes, it was the right thing to do to support those organizations. But there was kind of that, that also that added benefit of having those rabid fans that we had no matter what.
0: Right. No, very, it's a great point.
1: Well, you know, back to social media. It is one of these things that it's not all that new anymore. You know, we have people who still look at it, though, and go, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I'm not going to do it. What do you do when somebody comes up and tells you that?
0: Um, I tell them stories. Um, I'll give you two in particular. Um, I was speaking at a conference of Pella Window retailers. Um, mm-hmm. people that sell them at, mm-hmm. uh, actually down at soldier field in Chicago where the bears play. And mm-hmm. so I had a room of hundred people and these guys primarily in their fifties, you know, roughly fifties, sixties, mm-hmm. walk in, they're mm-hmm. all contractors and they walk in and they, they look at me and they go, dude, I don't care what you had to eat. I don't care when your kid went poop. I don't mm-hmm. care anything about social media. I don't want to know nothing about it, but I'm going to sit here and listen to you talk anyway.
1: And I'm going to make faces. Exactly, yeah.
0: So, you know, (laughs) I go through the whole presentation. I said, okay, I've got a gift for you guys, all right? Here's Mm -hmm. my gift at the end of the presentation. um, I want to introduce you to 40 to 60-year-old women Mm -hmm. whose gross median income is $100,000, whose houses are underwater so they can't move, but they have enough money that they want to remodel their kitchens, their bathrooms, and their basements. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you like to talk to them? And I said, you know, raise your hand if you do. And every single hand in the room went up and I just looked and I right. said, they're all on Facebook.
1: Mm-hmm. And, then they, and they went. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> they, and, you know, it, some of them got it and some of them did, you mm-hmm. know, but the whole point is, is that that's where the audience is. Another right. thing that happened, and this is another true story, is I was um, I play guitar and I was playing at church. And this is the way that sometimes social media works is, you know, I, I was playing guitar church and the lead singer's mother was took a video of us up there, you know, mm-hmm. doing a song and she tagged me in it. And the next thing, you know, this is completely unrelated. It has nothing to do. This is the social goodwill that you were talking about before, you mm-hmm. know, giving back to the community, doing things out there. And all of a sudden, um, a, a pastor used to be at a church that I was at before where I played guitar, saw the video. And basically hit me up on Facebook and said, Brian, I saw your video today. It made me think we're rebuilding our website and we're redoing our branding, and we really want to have you do it because we know I like, and trust you and you have the integrity and authority to get this done right. And it mm-hmm. absolutely n- had nothing to do with me marketing my business. That's right. the way social media works.
1: Mm-hmm. And and then you had this.
0: Exactly. Oh, I've, <laughs> I've got one of those too.
1: Oh. <laughs> Yay! We love our kitchen Yes, buttons. we do. Um, you know, and and it it is about building those relationships, and and I love in the book where you talk about kind of the the, the process of doing that and what to post, and you talk, you know, and that's where it comes back to bacon, right? But also uh, puppies, yep. and kids, you know, and and that's that's obviously simplifying things, but why do you tell people that?
0: Well, because I mean, advertising one one, if you post a picture of a puppy or a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, those are the two most, you know, babies on TV, everybody stops and puppies on TV, everybody stops. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, look how it worked for the Today show when they got Wrangler. I mean, all of a sudden they got a puppy on there and now it's like one of the, Mm -hmm. you know, they're popular again because they have a dog on the show. Um, Mm -hmm. but it really boils down to is what does your audience want? So Mm -hmm. an old bacon thing, and this is a truism, the two most shared things on the internet in order, number one is kittens and number two is bacon. And so it's like. You know, it's really about posting things that people want. Now, you know, one of the things that I do, if you're friends with me on Facebook, and I know you've seen this, is the caption contest. I do a nightly yes. caption contest, mm-hmm. and people say, where do you get those pictures? I get them for people that like the caption contest. They send them to me mm-hmm. directly inside of Facebook. It's like, here's a good caption mm-hmm. contest. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's building a community of people that, you know, know, like, and trust you just by posting great stuff and having fun, mm-hmm. Because let's face it, nobody jumps on Facebook. Did you jump on Facebook this morning and say, I can't wait for somebody to sell me something?
1: Uh, No. No.
0: (laughs) No. So people go on Facebook for fun. All right. Mm -hmm. So if you do fun things and you post good stuff and you're interactive, you know, the Cubs won last night. Everybody's, woo, you know, screaming in Chicago. They're loving it and everybody's interacting. If you're part of that crowd, then when you do post a picture – of something that you're doing in business or you do post a podcast or you do post a blog, people will see it. Some will pay attention. Some will say it's just Brian posting about that. Let's get to the caption contest, you know, but other times, you know, when you're posting things business related, all of a sudden it, it, it sticks or it hits. You never know when that's going to happen. Sometimes it's called lightning in a bottle, but I've seen one post that I did. I have a two man acoustic band and I posted a, a, just a simple little graphic. It was just for fun. Cause we don't play a lot. And it was a, a bunch of wrenches standing in a church choir, and it said, "Amazing grease that saved, or Amazing grease that saved the sound, or saved a wrench like me, oil of lye, or something like that." <laughs> um, How sweet the sound that saved it, yeah. Uh-huh. But anyways, but that one graphic was basically shared so many times; it was seen over a hundred thousand times. Wow. And so that what, and so this little two man band in Aurora, Illinois, Wayne's World, party on, excellent, woo woo woo. Um, You know, which barely plays and has 300 fans on Facebook, all of a sudden had 100,000 shares on Facebook.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, I mean, it's well, incredible.
1: And it is weird. You never know what is going to capture people's attention. Um, I posted a picture over the weekend that it just totally has blown me away that the amount of attention it got we have a new chiminea, which is oh, cool. kind I of this those. outdoor mm-hmm. fire pity mm-hmm. thing, yep. you know, and, and we're from Colorado. And so we of course saw them when we were in Santa Fe and, and it was a little difficult to find one here in Atlanta, but we got it. And then, you know, had to wait until it was cooler. So all I did was post a picture of the chiminea burning, you know, the, the, this pretty wood. And I said, you know, Hey, we're finally able to use our anniversary present to ourselves. A mm-hmm. hundred and fifty some lights. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like, Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have no idea why people liked it. They just, and then they commented and, and all sorts of things, asked where we got it, you know, said they never knew it was called a chimenea. And it, yeah, it was like, what on earth? Why did people like it? And you don't know why. You never I mean, know. you know, it, right. it really is one of those things. Um, you know, I post about my dogs and my cat. My dog actually, one of my dogs actually does have her own Facebook page. Shh, don't tell because, of course, that's against their <laughs> rules. But, And and she has friends who I have no clue who they are. I mean, you know, I'll accept any friend request. She's a dog. She's not a child. I'm not, you know, there's not a, a safety issue or anything. And, you know, when she put, and she, oh, she has a boyfriend online. I mean, you know, it's just this, this cute thing. And, and so sweet baby Renee just has all of these followers and if I don't post for a while, I will have people contact me and say, "Is she all right?" right oh, yeah. <laughs> They don't notice that I didn't post in a while. They notice that my dog didn't post in a while
0: exactly yeah, no, it's the same thing and here's here's one of the things I started doing is I don't know if you're into Periscope or not. Do you know what it is
1: i do- I know what it is, but I've never used it okay,
0: so Periscope is actually owned by Twitter and mm-hmm. it's a new video broadcasting platform. actually, the two latest ones are blab and periscope and then Mm -hmm. there's meerkat and stuff like that so periscope originally was designed that it's only a cell phone app and so Mm -hmm. you could actually use it like a periscope you're standing in front of the grand canyon it's like i'm standing in front of the grand canyon and you can talk into it and show the grand canyon and then you could be in front of the you know eiffel tower i'm at the eiffel tower or you know i'm at a wedding or whatever it is that you want to post well a lot of marketers started turning the camera around and talking into it themselves and it's like, you know, so then they're using it for like basically a broadcast thing. Now it's a one to many, you know, because people mm-hmm. can comment, right. people mm-hmm. can give you hearts, but they, you, there's not a lot to interact unless you can read okay. the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, and then of course, when you're reading the comments, the camera's at the top and the comments are at the bottom, so your eyes are dropping down, just really bizarre. So, one of the mm-hmm. things I decided to do is create a Periscope called Marketing with Buddy Guy. And so every day we go out at 3 o'clock, how the dog can tell time, I have no idea. But he comes up and nudges my arm and says, dude, it's time for our walk.
1: It's time. Mm -hmm.
0: It's time. It's time. So um, so as I started walking him, I said, hey, I got a great idea. So I call it Marketing with Buddy Guy. And Mm -hmm. so Buddy Guy goes out every single day and checks his P-mail, which is email that other dogs leave in the form of. And I always show him receiving, never sending. So Mm -hmm. I I basically I'm standing there walking and say, Hey, welcome to marketing with buddy guy. And today's tip is on social media. And I'll talk about Mm -hmm. something It's about, you know, time management. And I basically just do a one minute video of the dog walking around sniffing and put Mm -hmm. it up there. And it's amazing the amount of engagement I got on it because there's Mm -hmm. a dog on there.
1: Right. Well, and you know, so business owners are thinking, okay, this is silly. Mm -hmm. What does this have to do with my business? And it's, it comes back to, it's all about building the relationships. You know, right. if, you, if you've got a great relationship with somebody and they think, hey, you know, you're going to post funny stuff, you go to the same church, you know, our kids are in the same school, blah, blah, blah. Oh, when you want to sell me something, I'm going to pay attention.
0: Right. Exactly. And that's, and that the whole point of it is it just, it's, it, you know, what's happened by doing that is I, it's an, it, the amount of followers that I got on Twitter is just exponentially increasing, you know? Mm-hmm. Because it's something fun. It's something different. It's, you know, and it's non-invasive. It's not shoving things down people's throats. It's actually giving them good quality content, you know, that they want.
1: Right. You know, and, and that bears repeating. We're not shoving content down people's throats, you know, and, and that's one of the mistakes that I see on social media are the people who, whether it's their business page or their personal page, it's the buy from me, buy for me, buy from me. You know, right. and, and they only talk about whatever it is. And, and, you know, some of them are very passionate about it, you know, and you got to give them kudos because they love what it is that they're doing. But they're so one dimensional that I, you know, it doesn't take long before I unfollow them or I don't pay any attention. What other mistakes do you see people making on social media?
0: Well, I mean, my my favorite mistake that people make is the minute you start talking politics or religion, you're guaranteed to piss off 50 percent of your audience, Mm -hmm. (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm. you
0: know, and they're very passionate about that. And, you Mm -hmm. know, I, I granted I understand your passion, but the problem is, is that you're going to alienate a good portion of your audience. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, and I actually have gotten into very deep conversations about, you know, religion and marketing. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, but I believe in my faith and I'm going to stick up for what I want. And it's like, OK, well, that's great. You know, it's right. wonderful. Then if you only want to work with that 50 percent, then that's your, you know, prerogative. But mm-hmm. in reality, you know, I mean, separation of church and state means that if, you know, somebody who doesn't believe in what you want to believe comes and wants to work with you, you know, you you kind of. You kind of got to do it by law, <laughs> so mm-hmm. you right. know, mm-hmm. and and so that that whole politics religion thing is one of the biggest mistakes I see people making because they just really alienate a good group of people. And like you said, I mean, it's it's the, you know, I call it buy my crap. It's like buy my crap, buy my crap, buy my crap. I mean, my the favorite one is the LinkedIn one. Where, you know, all of a sudden somebody says, hey, would you connect up with me? And I connect up with them, and immediately, I mean, like in yes. seconds you get this, mm-hmm. hey, I, I don't know you, but I'd love to sit down and spend an hour and a half coffee with you so I can explain to you how I'm the best person in the world to handle all your finances, even though you don't know mm-hmm. me. It's like, right. no. Or the other guy that says, hey, if you'll just watch my half hour video, you know, I, I'm mm-hmm. sure you'll understand that I have the greatest things since buttered red. And what I do is I've actually got a little video clip um, saved on on um YouTube, it's not mine, it's somebody else's, but I send him a link. I said, I make a deal. I will send, I will watch your video if you watch mine first. And I mm-hmm. send it to him, and it's the uh, Geico commercial where the old lady puts all the pictures on the wall. And she,
1: oh, uh-huh. And these
0: are all my friends. And, and the other lady stands up and goes, that's not how it works. That's
1: not how <laughs>
0: any of this works. And then, of course, mm-hmm. I never hear back from the guys after that. Oh, that's yeah. That. yeah.
1: Well and my favorites are the the LinkedIn ones also who are going to teach me about social media. Oh
0: yeah, I love those too.
1: <laughs> and you know, and and I mean, you know, they, I'm sure they could you know because heaven knows I don't know everything but it's like did you read my profile right. <laughs> you know and and, and that you know, the the problem is people make the mistakes on on social media that they wouldn't make in real life you know or maybe they do you know they walk up to the networking event they don't read what you you do and they immediately start selling and you know all those various things but i think that's one of the the things that people miss is that it, online is the same as offline. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to build those relationships uh, and you do have to do offline. And I love in your book, the fact that you talk about, you still need to go and network, oh, yeah. Um, you know, all of those various things, because I have had people who have said, I don't like networking. I'm an introvert. I don't like spending the money. I don't like spending the time, blah, 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 blah. So I'm only going to be on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then I tell them, do you hear crickets? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they usually say, well, things aren't going the way it should. Why is it still so important that we get out in the world and out from behind our computers?
0: Because that know, like, and trust is so incredibly important. And people want to see your face. They want to hear you talk. And they want to get to, you know, they want to see what kind of person you are. Uh, Mm -hmm. If they're going to work with you, there's a certain level of integrity that comes with a face-to-face meeting that you cannot get online. And, mm-hmm. and that's I mean, it's really just about building that know, like and trust and, and mm-hmm. getting out there and being face to face with people. I mean, being part of a chamber of commerce, you know, going to meetings, doing the kind of stuff that, that you know, most of us try to avoid to do. And, and the whole thing about being an introvert. Um, there's a great book. I don't know if you've ever read it by uh, one of my um, colleagues and mentors. Her name is um, Felicia Slattery. It's called Kill the Elevator oh, yeah. Speech.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I've I've talked with Felicia on this. Program. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I mean, she just wrote kill the elevator speech. And if you're an introvert, all you got to do is walk up to somebody and say, how did you get started and just shut mm-hmm. up? And that's a, that's right. an introvert's way of just saying, let them talk about themselves. And then you'll get a mm-hmm. chance to interject something later, you know, but it's mm-hmm. it's not that hard when you take away the pressure um, mm-hmm. and get out there and just meet people.
1: Well, and it is something that sometimes takes practice, but it also takes finding the right group, you know, and and especially, you know, when you're starting a business, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I have to go every day for lunch, then I have to go every to every after hours Mm -hmm. and how do you find the? And I'm putting this in air quotes, the right groups.
0: Well, I mean, the, the way to find the right groups is start your own. <laughs> that's really, that's, true. <laughs> that's one of the best ways to do it. And, and you know, the bottom line is you just got to go try. I mean, I've been in mm-hmm. groups for two or three years and then just all of a sudden it's like, okay, it's time to leave, you know, and I've been mm-hmm. been the groups once and said, this isn't right for me. You know, you just got to go and find, you know, just give it a taste. Mm-hmm. Um, there's certain groups that I belong to that, you know, get together twice a week. That's just wide open West. And, but there's mm-hmm. 50 or 60 people out there, you know that that mm-hmm. you know you get a chance to introduce yourself and, and get known by, and you don't mm-hmm. really all you get is literally when you get introduced there, you could say the name of your company, what you do in three words. That's the whole mm-hmm. introduction. That's wow. All you get is you know. So I do sometimes I do Buddy Guy Bacon. You know, it's like those are my <laughs> three, those are my three words.
1: Because then people ask you about it's, it later.
0: Exactly right. So, yeah, it's all about just getting out there and meeting people. And that's, I mean, networking is networking, whether you do it online or face-to-face. It's all the same thing. Mm -hmm.
1: And one of the important things is that it doesn't happen overnight, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think that tends to be one of the problems that people have is they go to say a a chamber meeting once Mm -hmm. and, you know, they didn't meet the right people or who they wanted to meet or they didn't, you know, they came home with two business cards and they were expecting 20. So they're never going again, you know, and, and. I think that's kind of one of the, the the hitches that people have is they don't put in the time that they need to take. And the same thing goes with online. You know, and and so one of the biggest questions I get is how much time should I spend on social media? Mm-hmm. What do you tell people? Well,
0: I mean, it really depends on what you're doing in your audience and things of that nature. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the thing about uh, we've all been to those networking meetings where I call them the sniper. They walk around roommates. Hey, here's my card. Can I get a card? And Here's my card. Can I get a card? Here's my card. Can I get a card? card. Get a card? Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you know, you're on their email list. And it's right. like and you want nothing to do with them. And then you try to unsubscribe mm-hmm. and you can't get out of it. Um, that's, that scares a lot of people away from networking. The other thing that I see a lot of people doing, and, and this is one of the biggest misconceptions about social media is, is people think it's advertising where mm-hmm. you put in an ad and you get results and you know, advertising is pretty straightforward. You talk to hundred people, you're going to get 10 people that pay attention in one sale. So every, mm-hmm. you know, hundred people that you sell to. So if I can get out and meet a you know, a hundred people today. Then, or if I could come send it out to a hundred people, I'm going to get a sale. And that's not how it works. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it really takes time to develop that relationship, to build that know-like and trust. And you know, so it's really it's more of a process than it is advertising. It's you know, mm-hmm. would you walk into a bar, tap somebody on the shoulder, and say, Hey, you're cute. You want to get married? You know?
1: Yeah, well, maybe. No. But- <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, but that's the way some people treat it. You know, mm-hmm. it's really more about just involving yourself into it. And here's the other thing is you've got to be human. You know, when some of these pet dies, I've got sitting on I've got a, a folder on my desktop and I send him a copy of the Rainbow Bridge, if you know what that is, you know. Yes, and, I do. And mm-hmm. I just say, you know, I send it as a I don't put it on Facebook wall. I put it as a mm-hmm. direct message to him saying, you know, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry for your loss. Right. You know, that's just being human. And Mm -hmm. some of that, it just takes a little time. So it really depends on who your audience is, how big it is, and what you're trying to achieve. You know, as social media people, we probably spend 10 times more than the average business person would. Mm -hmm. But, you know, some people can do it in 15 minutes a day, some people a half hour, some people an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you get the results out of it, you know, if you spent, you know, 15 minutes a day and sold $5,000 a week, would that be worth it?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it is sometimes about focus because we get caught up in, the, oh, there's a cute kitten video right. and hmm, look at my, you know, what my high school classmate is doing now. So it might be that you have to set a timer or, you know, all those various things, but it can be done in 15 minutes a day and, and you know, or maybe 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the afternoon. Right. You know, it's and and the the key is to start small. You know, don't think, oh, I have to be there for you know two hours because that's just not the way things work. Mm hmm. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And, and like you said, you know, a lot of us have the same disease. It's called mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Yeah, kitten, yeah. Kitten. Kitten, right. <laughs> yeah, it's just that you all of a sudden, yeah, like you say, oh, look at that video. Oh, check this out. Oh, that person's a Republican. Oh, that person's a Democrat. Damn it, damn it, damn it. You know, it's like...
1: <laughs> Uh, and and of course, one of the tricky things with social media is you don't get that context. Right. So, you know, maybe they're posting, you know, and, and they're really, they're being sarcastic. They're being funny. They're being the devil's advocate. And when you're in, you know, face-to-face with them, you can see the twinkle in their eye right. or the smirk or whatever, and you don't get that on social media. Yep. And, and that sometimes is where I see people really have problems. Is you know five or six layers down in, they're going, folks, folks. I was joking. Right. Well, it's like the the old retractions in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Those aren't published on the first page. Right. You know? <laughs> they're they're way down deep, and so nobody ever sees them. hmm mm-hmm. You know, and, and so it's you know I tell people just pay attention to what you post, and and like you said, it's fine to post it, but know that there's ramifications. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, tell us, you know, in, we've got about five minutes left. You know, what's some other Baconisms?
0: Oh, there's so many. Uh, I know, and,
1: which is, is why they need to buy the book. So let's let Yes, let's exactly. Well, let's,
0: let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the book. Um, the okay. book is called It's Not About You. It's About Bacon Relationship Marketing in a Social Media World. It's, uh, it's an award-winning book. It won Best Small Business Social Media Book in 2014, both Yay. People's Choice and Judges' Choice. Mm-hmm. And it's got tons of five-star reviews on Amazon. Um, that's mm-hmm. one of the books, but also there's a kind of hidden little gem sitting on there if you go to Amazon, and it's mm-hmm. a workbook that goes along with the book. Because after I finished the book, I had so many people mm-hmm. say this thing is so great, but there's not enough room to write notes. Um, mm-hmm. So I built a workbook around that, and then I have a third book that's called "It's Not About You, It's About Bacon Bits: Hundred and One Relationship Marketing Tips," and cool. that is just a, it's a little just a, a simple little. 50 word tip book that actually Mm -hmm. I wrote as a blog over the course of a year. And I took uh, the 101 best tips and I put it into a Mm -hmm. book and categorized them. So it's a really quick read. And it's all Mm -hmm. the kind of things we were talking about. It's like how to network. One One of my favorite tips in that book is you show up at a meeting and you forget business cards. Well, what you do oh. is you mm-hmm. add a JPEG of your business card on your cell phone, and then you say to somebody, hey, I don't have a card, but can I get your text or email and let me send you a JPEG mm-hmm. of my business card? Not only do you send them that information, but now you've got information to contact them back later if it makes sense.
1: Right. Oh, I like yeah, that. So there's tip.
0: tons of little tips like that. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the the sweet, and I'm I'm working on another book right now. It's called it's not about you. It's about Bacon leveraging LinkedIn for more sales and, so you know, starting to venture out into that and, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I've got, you know, there's so many resources that I got out there. It's, um, you know, aside from the books, I do the Bacon podcast, which is a, uh, bi-weekly, meaning I do, um, the monologue and a guest expert interview every single week. So there's cool. two podcasts about 10 minutes long. Um, mm-hmm. and there's, uh, you know, it's, it's great stuff. I interviewed, um, uh, you know, so many different people like very heavy hitters in the internet marketing industry, Joel Com, Brian G. Johnson, mm-hmm. um, uh, Tony Ladig, Felicia, um, you know, some really, really great people, Connie mm-hmm. Reagan Green, who all are just experts in their fields on very specific topics.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: So that's a, another resource. And, and of course I've got my blog out there at b2b-im.com, which is uh, basically it's the same thing just in blog form. So mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's lots of resources for people if they want to kind of check out some of the things that I'm doing.
1: Well, and, you know, to to bring this full circle – you just did exactly what we've been saying. You have a variety of ways that people can get your information, mm-hmm. which really is what it, what it comes down to. You know, some people like to read. Some people like video. Some people like to download the podcast and, and listen to it while they're exercising, walking their dog, doing whatever. You know, and, and some people want to get that email newsletter, mm-hmm. you know, so you have to give them the content the way they want to receive the content, not the way you want to send it, right. but the way they want it.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's the key. And, and then, you know, we talked about that a long time ago, various audiences want different stuff. So I try to, I, I try to create a system where the same content is basically there in those different forms so that people can consume it. They want the way they want to. And even on mm-hmm. the bacon podcast, I do have an insiders club where people can get extended interviews and there's a bunch of videos on there, but I also have transcriptions of all the extended interviews. Of all of the guests so that, you know, Mm -hmm. if you want to sit down and read it at the same time or have that and utilize it or whatever, you know, there's there's all that additional information. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you really got to meet people where they're at. That's the most important thing,
1: right? You know, and, and, you know, we've got about 30 seconds left. So I've been having a great time talking with Brian Basilico. Tell us one last time where they find your book, where they find you. You
0: can find the book on Amazon and you can find me everywhere just by Googling Brian, B-R-I-A-N, Basilico, B-A-S-I-L-I-C-O. And just search me out on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, whatever.
1: Perfect, perfect, and you know I do encourage people to get the book. I love the book. It's it's one of those things where I read it and then went back through and read it and started taking notes again. So see, now I have to go get the notebook. There you go. <laughs> you know, and and so I will do that. But you also have tons of great information on your website, which is b2b-im.com. Mm-hmm. Great. You know, so Brian, this is fantastic. You know, we just barely scratched the surface on all of this. And so all that means is that we just have to have you on again. And so we will do that at some point in the, the not too distant future.
0: Sounds awesome. This was a truly a power hour.
1: I know a power 58 minutes. There you go. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so to everyone out there, um, I'm Deb Creer. I've been talking with Brian Basilico and have an absolutely fabulous day.
0: Thanks for listening to Deb Career, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.